Everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Florida Man Plays X-Wing. We are back after a lengthy hiatus because, well, we're lazy. And <laughs> well, don't sell us too short. I believe the world was ending. The or world, something. yeah. There I things it was have an happened. That yeah, lots of stuff has happened, um, mm-hmm. and has made everything very difficult. So in these unprecedented times, yeah, <laughs> you're lucky you're getting a podcast at all. <laughs> so we got everybody back together. We we're recording an episode. We're gonna uh, try to keep recording more episodes um, as frequently as we can. And, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff has happened. I'll let the guys, you know, explain, um, uh, that we've had people moving around and all kinds of stuff, but, um, anyways, uh, here with me this evening on my right hand side, back, back from the long distance relationship we had. Yeah, I know. We're no longer, we're, we're, we're now vaccinated. So we're, we're not we're socially both, distanced yeah, anymore. We're vaccinated and like we're actually going to do this entire podcast holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> we're <laughs> We're actually sitting in each other's lap. Um, the, <laughs> you, know, you know, there's a there's a period where you you know the vaccine is not active yet. Well, Joe's right? been Joe's been vaxxed up yeah, for been, a I've while been, yeah, now. They've been testing stuff on me for months. <laughs> <laughs> You're just licking walls everywhere, doorknobs. No, like, I, I, I went to a doctor. This. I went to a doctor twice, which makes them my primary care facility now. <laughs> like the second date means we're practically like a thing. We're an so, item. <laughs> So in case in case you didn't realize it, it's the Reverend Joe Laporta on my right oh, hand yes, side here. Oh yes, yes, still ordained, still testing drugs. I have so many stories to tell you, many of them true. <laughs> <laughs> and then also with us from a uh, a new further uh, further south location in Florida, or at least further away from me, is uh, Carlos Ramirez. What's up, man? Hey guys, what's going on? Yeah, a little south, a little west. A little south, a little west. Know, still Florida man, you yep. know what I mean? So uh, still stayed in the state. But yeah, had some uh, some some nice moves. But I'm I'm still here. Just uh, glad to be back for sure. Nice. And then also with us this evening, Dominic DiCarlo down in Tampa. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? I'm Dude. also in a new place, but just in Tampa. So yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we've, you know, people have been moving around. We've had all sorts of stuff going on and, and, uh, it's, it's been, uh, an adventurous, uh, past few months here. I like how we're like sitting here trying to, I mean, do you even know how many months it's been since we put out an episode? The last Has one anybody we, even been counting? I haven't counted. No. The last one we put out was the, was the coach episode, which, <laughs> which was, <laughs> which I don't remember. I don't really remember. That was yeah. an episode. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. That was something. Yeah, <laughs> really nobody, nobody really remembers that episode. <laughs> that was kind of the point. I the guess. listeners like we remember we listened to it. We're yeah. like, oh, well, you know, yeah. that makes one of us. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that one got a uh, a thumbs up from uh, from Patrick Patrick uh, about because it was like the least. X-wing content he'd ever heard in, in an X-wing <laughs> podcast. So I'm doing my part. Yes. Usually it goes when coach is involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and I think we were we, we had just done uh, the one before that had been with Ollie and we had been very hardcore. Like we that one was a very hardcore episode. So so we went kind of off the rails. 
<laughs> with Coach. But anyways. Yeah, didn't we talk to him about Battletech for like half an hour? Oh, and then yeah. I think politics I think came up. And, really you know, religion. He gave me some really bad Fantasy advice. football. Yeah, fantasy football. Well, I believe he told you to pick up a guy who then immediately got injured like the next week. <laughs> I don't think he ever played. No, I don't he, remember he, the guy's name, but I think he literally told Alan, me to pick up was, a guy that never was, played. It was Alan Lazard. He didn't, he didn't play because he got injured. Ah. You picked him up and he got injured in like practice or something. Man, remind me if I ever see Coach in real life and be like, Coach, you gave me some bad advice. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the one thing I do remember from that podcast was the Alan Lazard thing. But anyway. Well, you know what? I'm leaving. I'm going to go listen to that episode. I feel like it's going to be more useful. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no, right. no. We should record an episode. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We'll finish this first. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's do the let's do the usual roundup. The beers here, uh, Joe. What do you got over there? I have what Steve handed me. I have a funky Buddha Vibin Groovable Lager that, because of COVID, appears to have expired quite some time ago. Really? That's not that old. Uh, I don't know how long I don't know how long this was to last, but it expired roughly six months ago. I got that from Publix like a couple weeks ago. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> was it on the on the bogo shelf? <laughs> tested tested no, things on it. Was on, on the uh, it yes. was on the uh, it was in the the freezer. It was in the the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, still tastes like November beer. November twenty twenty. It's fine. It's fine. It's beer. It's mm. fine. Uh, <laughs> Carlos, what do you got? All right, so I got a nice local beer so uh from a brewery five minutes from my house right now which is great called three keys brewery um in bradenton florida nice their beer is called this is the way this is the way oh uh, it is like a the guava, yeah guava ipa uh and it is delicious this is not the first time i've had it um but yeah it's a little uh spot like not even five minutes from my house um and I just went there a few times, and this has definitely been my favorite so far. So shout out to them. Uh, they don't sponsor the show, but they will soon. But, but they, they should. They should. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Dom, what do you got? So I'm actually not on the beer train tonight. We don't have any beer in the house, unfortunately. Oh, oh no. we're doing a liquor so episode? I'm, uh, going, Shit. I'm going, actually, I was, I was thinking liquor episode, and we may transition to that later. I'm currently on the uh, Cabernet Sauvignon uh, oh, fancy uh, train right now. What are you so, drinking yeah. it out of? That I feel like that's important. Uh, like a coffee cup. <laughs> no, that, that's yeah. that's how Classy. I do wine. Also, you yes. get you have to drink it out of an unusual receptacle, like an old yeah. soup can or something. Anything but a wine glass. <laughs> that's how you stay classy. <laughs> Joe, I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. Well, I have a uh, Victory Brewing Company Golden Monkey, uh, which is a Belgian-style triple ale with added spice. Uh, from Pennsylvania, I believe. From Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Also, a my favorite part about it is it's 9.5% alcohol. Mm. Um, hey so, awesome. hey That's a good one. So uh, Steve will be catching up with me pretty soon as I've just come back from... Filipino karaoke night. Oh, yeah. You gotta tell us about this. So Joe, <laughs> Let so, me tell you. So Joe text, text me. He's like, I'm gonna be a little bit late tonight because I'm at Filipino karaoke, and I'm like, What are you? What? Uh, honestly, has anyone else here ever heard of Red Horse? 
Red Horse? I was drinking a beer called Red Horse. I had not heard of this. No. I haven't either, and I likely never will again. <laughs> They're like, even we have trouble getting that. I was like, yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> so did you did you sing? I did not. Uh, our friend Austin, friend of the podcast, yeah. uh, brother of who the fuck is Dylan? Yes. Uh, he sang Pearl Jams. Uh, oh, okay, I can see that. Yep, yep. Well, he, he is, he is uh, I believe, the front man of his own metal band. He is. It was funny him at karaoke though, because he's excessively tall. Yeah. So like he kept trying to like get the mic to come up to him, and it would not. <laughs> just which wouldn't. Was amusing. Just wouldn't quite make it. Yeah. 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 Austin's a big guy. He's a tall guy. He's a fucking Viking. <laughs> he is a Viking. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, hey, anybody else? Carlos, Dom, uh, Carlos, you got any other you know random anecdotes you want to get out there while we're while we're doing well, this? No, nothing random. Yeah, I mean like a. Like you had mentioned earlier, I did make the move over to the West Coast. Um, uh, loving the area so far, settling down. Um, but yeah, it, it's sad to hear. Uh... Uh-oh, we lost him. No! <laughs> no! He'll be back. Uh... Do not want, but oh. do want Carlos, are you Carlos back? to come back. Hello? Hey, all right, continue with your story. Well, I, don't like, I, wasn't I, left off. I don't know. Oh, so, so, <laughs> I wasn't listening to myself. You were saying it's sad to hear something. Yeah, it was sad to hear something. Yes. Oh no, it's sad to hear uh, that you're uh, heading out, uh, Dom, because you know we we haven't had a even a, a chance to to play now that I'm here. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So now, now that you're over on now that Carlos has moved over to, to the uh, the west coast of Florida, where where I am currently, I am going to be moving to the west coast of the nation. In June, so we're moving back to California from once I came. Um, so I will no longer be a Florida man. Sadly. No, no, you will be a Florida, Florida man, man in your heart. Yeah, and and your permanent record. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is a stain. True, that follows true. On yes. <laughs> a rap um, sheet. Yeah, and and you you can always come on the podcast. You don't you don't need to continue to live in Florida. You you you're permanently a Florida man as far as we're concerned. So. <laughs> but you'll have to like gain actual knowledge of your new geographical area because we've had many fine non-Florida people on the podcast. But I think primarily and predominantly, I just quiz them on their locality. Yeah, you know, local well, customs and such. Well, in a few months, when Dom moves out there, we can we, he can give us a rundown of his new California location. Yeah, you have to scout it for us. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'll be moving back to where I'm from, so I, I already know a lot about it. Oh, okay. Don't worry. Well, we'll wait for you to I get can give there. you the, uh, the update. Okay. <laughs> See what's changed. Um, all right. Well, this week uh, we're going to talk about. Obviously, we just had the the points released and the talk new ships everything. released. Yeah. We. I mean, obviously, there's a ton of stuff to talk about since <laughs> since we last did a podcast. But um, we're just going to focus on the new stuff that came out. So we uh, yeah, on Friday. So we had what was it? The uh, Sky Strike Academy, the Phoenix Cell. And uh, what was the name of the, the derogatory uh, way we're referring to uh, independent contractors in yes. this day and age? Yeah, fugitives and collaborators. <laughs> Bunch of fugitives and collaborators. <laughs> First of all, you said the word focus, and Joe's on the show, so I don't think. <laughs> well, focus. <laughs> I, I, yeah, when I said focus, I mean, that's just. That's what I'm not going to lie. I only came up because Steve told me we were doing an entire Hondo episode. So, like, if I feel. <laughs> if I sound slightly like I've been ripped off, you know. 
I said nothing of the sort. <laughs> you can talk about Honda though if you want. I mean, what you say and what I hear is not even kind of similar. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, let's start with uh, let's start with the Rebels here. So, <clears throat> obviously, we get the Phoenix Cell stuff that's come out, which is uh, uh, the pack itself comes with the new B wing uh, alternate paint job and two new A wings. Uh, so there's obviously a ton of Yay. pilots, uh, for those, uh, for those guys there and, um, and some new, some new, uh, uh configurations, which are fun and exciting that make the ships kind of act a little bit differently, or at least the A-wings. I don't think the B, the B-wing didn't get another configuration, but, um, all right. So first up we have, uh, kind of the big one, um, that everybody was waiting for here was Harris and Dula and the B-wing, um, and she costs 55 points and is not hyperspace legal. So Hera's ability, uh, which we'll just go over that real quick for a refresher. Uh, while another friendly ship at range one to two defends or performs an attack, you may transfer one of your focus tokens, evade tokens, or locks to that ship. Um, and she's an I-6. So an I-6 B-Wing, that's interesting. And, uh, and a pretty good support ability um which is always a little strange on a high initiative ship but uh but it's a but it's a good ability so i, mean, I think this one's actually better on a high initiative ship because yeah. i mean realistically don't you want to already know whether you need those tokens like isn't yeah. nice get your shot off because being yeah. i6 and being able to transfer your tokens means you've already shot you already know what you're planning on using what you don't need anymore yes and you're able to hand those off without feeling like maybe mm -hmm. this is going to be something you need later yeah no that's a good point i you know being being able to to you know take your shot see if you actually end up using that focus and then handing it off is is pretty nice so carlos uh you got any you got any thoughts on Hera here no i like that ability i just just like joe said uh it's, it definitely has some uses um you know pilot six as far as a b-wing specifically uh I, I don't really see it's not a huge maneuverable ship so you know being able to barrel roll at the end yeah okay. but yeah. a lot of reds on that dial so yeah i i think most of it is it has to revolve around that ability for sure mm -hmm. and it's nice to not you know not be getting uh initiative killed so um yeah, huge plus for yep. sure well i think it is a bit of a drawback though because you mentioned all the reds that are on there. It's like it has a lot of reds, but it doesn't have like Bregenstrom or a Tiennum. Is there Neonum? Tiennum. Tiennum has, you know, they both have abilities that play off of that having stress. Yeah. Where she does not. Mm -hmm. She very much does not. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see whether that dial ends up being a huge impediment. Because we're looking at what? I mean, nine versus five, six, seven. Half her dial is red. She yeah. has eight red maneuvers and nine non-red ones. Yeah, it's a lot of red. That's that's difficult. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, cost-wise, fifty-five points. I mean, obviously, you know, it's three points more than Braylon, so you are paying for that initiative um, primarily there. I think Braylon's ability is probably is probably still better, but it's an I four. Um. So so yeah, you're 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 paying a premium for Hera and and that I six. So, um, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I, I think, you know, first of all, new B-Wings and new Wings is also always awesome. I'm super excited. Yeah. I'll probably play it. Um, but yeah, I agree with you that for three points more than Braylon, um, I don't know that it's worth it, but, uh, time will tell. 
I mean, I love that ability. I just don't know if it's the chassis I want it on. I mean, I kind of liked it on that chassis because I like something survivable. Mm -hmm. You know, for something that supports your entire squad, I like something that's going to be there while your squad is, right? Yeah. But, like, I just don't. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there is Hera. They did put Hera also at I six in, in an A wing with the same ability, which may be a little more effective. But you know, we'll see. Um, also, so the uh, the other B wing pilot that was added in this pack was Netrum Pollard. Uh, Netrum's ability is: after you barrel roll, you may choose one friendly ship that is not stressed at range zero to one. That ship gains one stress token. Uh, then you rotate 180 degrees. Um, and that's Netrum's 46 points and an I-3. So so after you barrel roll, you may choose. So that's interesting. If you land, after you barrel roll, you're at range 0 to 1 of a friendly ship that isn't stressed. You give it a stress, and then you yourself get to rotate 180 degrees. I guess that makes sense because... If you're barrel rolling, it's already a red, a red action anyways. So you're basically like just passing off that stress in order to rotate. Um, that's a, it's a neat ability. I, it's, you know, I don't know. It's, I don't think this will see probably a lot of play. Um, but uh, I don't know. Joe, you got any thoughts on that one? I mean, this is a trend that I, I think I've seen in X-Wing for Years, it's sort of a 2.0 trend in my opinion, although I could be kind of wrong about that. About, I feel like there's a lot of abilities in 2.0 that are just so specific and at the same time so ineffectual that they're almost designed to be unplayable. Yeah. And I hate to be a dick about that, but I mean, <laughs> would you build a, would you put this guy in your list thinking you're going to use it? I, his, the actual ability? The actual ability. Like, how many, how, what percentage of games do you think you use this in? One in three, one in two, maybe. I mean, the only thing I'll say for it, the one thing I will say for it is that <coughs> because the ship is so unmaneuverable with all the reds it has, this rotating ability does help it, I think, quite a bit or can help it. But I don't. But I mean, I, what's the difference between this and a K turn most of the time? Um, for the most part, being able to turn around, right? Yeah. Is. You're essentially being able to barrel roll and then turn around by giving one of your friendly ships a stress token. Yeah. Like, I feel like 75% of the time, well, I just assume I case turn. The, the, well, the nice thing about it is that you can decide to do it. So you can see what's happened a little bit. He's an I-3. So you can see some of the board positioning, possibly, depending on what you're flying against. And then you can choose to essentially K-turn. But I just don't, I, see, yeah. I don't see the payoff being related to the cost. Like no, having no. to like stress I'm, one of my I'm with, ships to yeah. do a thing. Yeah, it's just, just, just to play like devil's advocate, you could do a two hard turn, focus, barrel roll, 180 degrees, which is like a really funky move. You know what I mean? I guess is, that is, is that other, what I'm understanding. Yeah, I guess the other part of it is that it's it is a linked action is and not I guess on that barrel on the barrel roll, so you can focus into into it. So that's nice too. I mean. I think there's some some use cases for it. I don't know that you're going to build a squad around yeah. it by yeah, by any stretch. Yeah, but yeah, the thing right. I but but thinking. if you're not going to build, I agree with Joe. If you're not going to build a squad around it, you're going to proc it maybe. And and the range is zero to one. Like that's killer. If the range were zero to two, I think you'd get it off more often. But yeah. like yeah, that, that's at zero to one. Like it's just never. It's going to happen two or three times a game. And is it or maybe maybe two or three times a game? And is that worth it for? 
uh, for four points, right? Because they're Blade Squadron vets are initiative three, so you're paying four points for the ability itself. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's a four, four point points. Ability. I feel like you're just throwing on. You could just throw on some sort of talent on there that you were gonna use. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like this is less useful than some generic ship with a talent slot that you can put a talent on. Yeah, possibly. That's I, my I'm, I'm not. I'm not making a hard argument here for it. I'm just throwing. Sure, out. <laughs> but I feel like this is a thing that happens in 2.0 a lot. Yeah, where they're yeah. Like, well, we'll have this thing that's an edge case, and we don't have to worry about balancing it because you're never going to use this anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like they're like, well, we need to make, we need to really design one pilot for each hull, mm-hmm. and then two pilots whose abilities are so obscure that you'll never use it. Yeah. And we don't really need to bother balancing that. And I think they do that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but you know. They, they, they do. That's my opinion, y'all. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the only two pilots for the, uh, for the B-Wing. Um, so let's move on to the A-Wing. We got uh, first up here. So, okay. So we have, a, we have Hera again in this ship um, at 42 points. Uh, I-6, same exact ability. Um, I kind of feel like this is probably a better ability on the A-Wing than it is on on the b-wing version um but that's my you know kind of feels like well it's, it's like another jake but like an i6 jake kind of um yeah mostly i'm just happy that we finally have an i6 a-wing yeah like we've been waiting all of first and second edition to have a actual ace a-wing pilot mm-hmm. like that's cool i mean even if it's not like particularly effectively costed or whatever like i'm, I'm still happy about that yeah, yeah. I mean, here is you know forty two points, so it's it's not even the most expen- expensive A wing. Um, that was that slot's taken by Ahsoka, um, <laughs> but uh, but that's that's what force points do. So um, so yeah, forty two points. I mean, it's it's definitely a little bit on the expensive side for the the RZ one A wings, um, but it's not uh, it's not terrible. Um, be interesting in- interesting to see. Uh, how how Hera ends up getting used. I've seen a fair number of people playing, trying out five A lists with RZ ones. Um, that's been that's been getting a lot of testing. I know. So um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that stuff. I mean, I certainly like the I certainly like the fact that that Hera has pilot skill six. I think means a lot more on an A wing with the ability to double me reposition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a huge difference. Oh yeah, especially in two point where that's uncommon. Yep. Like double repositioning is not as common as it used to be. Yeah. So the ability to do that at pilot skill six is pretty impressive. I like now it's hard to sink more points into a, a chassis like this, which is so fragile. Yeah. But the ability to get two talents on that with a double reposition at a six, it's like, don't you really want outmaneuver on this at this point? Doesn't it feel like you're gonna get that yeah that side shot way more often on this chassis with this pilot skill. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's some game here. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't necessarily know whether it's going to be worth the points, but I also don't know what points look like in 2.0. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, it may as well be a squiggly line for points for all I know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, Dom or, or Carlos, any, either you guys got any more opinions on Hera here in the A-Wing? No, I just agree with what Joe says. Like, uh, and what I said before, I think it's cool. I, mean, I think there's some playability with an I six. No, I think there's some playability with an I six A wing. I think it's a cool thing that we've never had before, right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't, 
I kind of agree that like, is it playable? Is it, comp- let me put it a different way. Is it competitive at this point cost? Probably not, but it's something to, you know, I think it's cool. I'm glad yeah. they added it. I think, yeah. I, th- I think at 42 points, you, you gotta say that's a pretty good baseline for initiative six pilot. I mean, yeah, it's not, that's, it's not that's bad, That's pretty really. bargain for initiative six. I, I don't know if that's the cheapest for rebels, but it's getting there. Um, I think it's the cheapest in I six at least. I mean, what do you, what else do you have? Wedge, yeah, and, and, and with a good ability. Uh, so I, I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't count this out for like you know competitive play for sure. Um, no, I love know, the I, ability. I just don't know that you're ever gonna get a punchy enough like I six on two. <coughs> I six on two attack dice feels like even in the best case scenario, it's just never going to be quite punchy enough. Yeah, yeah. Like you can, I, I you can have that. best case scenario all the time where you're completely out of art, getting range one shots on people, and you're still getting. It's a little bit better in second edition than it used to be before. Yeah. You know, with a lot of the other stuff, auto thrusters, etc. But I, I, I still think that overall, you know what I mean. Like having an initiative six pilot is still very beneficial. Um, you know, in some ways, even if it is not your primary attacker. Um, I think you can bring Brute Force elsewhere here because there's plenty of points left. So. Well, Brute Force with her support ability does seem pretty nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being able to mod other shots is a huge advantage, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, and just being able to use Hera to, you know, you take a random focus, you're at range three, and you know what I mean? Your shot's probably not going to matter. You get to pass a focus to something that target locked, and it's rolling four dice. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, Hera becomes a danger just because it's given a double modded shot to something that's shooting four dice. But that ship that's shooting four dice is also hurting you, you know, because it's rolling more attack dice. So, you know, you see what I'm getting at? Like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it doesn't bite hard, but on its own. But I think well, that one of um, the other interesting things can, about you use the, it as bait. Yeah. One of the other interesting things about this ability, too, is that. It, it takes place during the defense defense or perform a, um, or action steps, right? So it's you can choose, you can see the dice roll. Yeah, so, the timing on it is is very user friendly. Yeah, so the timing's super user friendly. So so you can see the die roll and whether or not you want to send that token over to somebody. Um, you don't have to like, and it's not before they defend. It's not you know, it's yeah. it's while they're defending. And there's so. other similar abilities that are are less user friendly like that like garvin dries you know yeah he has to hand off a focus token before he ever knows it'll be useful well and he has to well that and he has to roll a focus in order to be able to spend the focus true in order to be able to pass it so yeah garvin's become much less useful but even um what's the wildling one uh horton is that horton yeah horton like can hand off his target locks when he gets one but you don't necessarily know that's going to be i mean target locks a little better because you get keep past the end of the turn it can sit it sits around but and become useful. you may give it to a guy that doesn't need it yeah immediately whereas yeah. this one you know you're gonna need it yeah so it's very useful on the timing side um, sure which is pretty cool so i did argue with people on the internet the other day oh yeah what what's the the wisdom of the crowd here is Hera the best pilot in all of star wars uh um, it, it was <clears throat> said on the internet where everything is true and no one is ever wrong that Hera is a better pilot than Han and better than Wedge and better than the Baron. Uh, I don't I don't know about that. I mean, 
You don't know about that, or you do know it's not true. I, I personally, I know, I know, I know that's. I, I would not. I haven't seen the cartoons. Is she yeah, the that's best what I'm pilot saying. ever? I, I haven't watched enough Rebels to make sure that they don't. A, they Steve don't watched it all. No, I've watched all of Rebels. They, I don't know that they do anything in Rebels that makes that makes her the best pilot in the galaxy. I said they were full of hogwash, and multiple people on the internet told me I was wrong. Okay, well, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that claim. I would not make that claim. Dom, you're the deciding vote, buddy. I also have no knowledge of this question. <laughs> what kind of nerds are you? Fuck. The worst. The worst. Oh, jeez. You guys don't even know the, the, the density of the, the elbow joints on an AT-AT, do you? Yeah. I mean, Hera's an excellent pilot, I, I don't, but I don't know if you can put her on top of uh, Han and Luke and, you know, soon to Wedge and, and Tilly's. Yeah, I he mean, killed two Death Stars. Yes. How many Death Stars By have you himself. killed, Steve? I've killed none. Really? Yeah. And no, like none of your gaming anywhere, like not in Rebellion or oh, Star well, Wars CCG. Games, yeah. I mean, I've killed like six at Star Wars CCG. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Next pilot is uh, Ahsoka. We'll go with Ahsoka here at forty-nine points. Uh, Ahsoka is an Initiative Five A-wing. Uh, comes with three Force charges. And after you fully execute a maneuver, you may choose a friendly ship at range one to two and spend two force charges. That ship may perform an action even while stressed. So it's basically the same as her other ability on um, on the uh, the Delta uh, Delta Seven or whatever it's called, the Aether Sprite. Uh, but it's because she has three force charges instead of two. It requires two force charges to do it instead of one, which I believe is the difference. Um, so, but this is a really good ability, honestly. Like I've, I've used, uh, Ahsoka in the Aether Sprite and, um, that, that ability is just really solid. I mean, just being able to hand out actions that, that can happen even while stressed is, um, to, and to herself or to, uh, or to a friend. Oh no, actually she can't, this one can't do it to herself. She can only do it because uh, it's range one to two instead of zero to two, or instead of zero to one on the other one. Um, but it's a really good, really, really good support ability. So um, I think this is, you know, 49 points is obviously pretty expensive. It's the most expensive A-Wing now. Um, but I think, it's, I think it's pretty good. And she gets two four slots. So I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Again, I, I don't know that this is great out the box, but I think it's interesting space, like interesting new stuff to play with. Yeah. yeah um, I think uh, uh, price, again, comes down to it. I mean, I, I think a, a good chassis, 49 points, great ability, force tokens. It just, it, it just looks like a recipe for success. So I, I wouldn't call it like, you know, oh, the best ship, you know, whatever, but this is definitely better than Hera. Yeah, um, I think I'd, I I would pay seven points for um, the ability and the force tokens any day of the week. Putting yeah, them both together in the list is even better. Yeah, I, I think it really depends on on your how many points you have to fill. It's that kind of a thing, you know. It's like the the, the these A wings now have a pretty big um, array. There's a lot of new pilots, and um, you can pick almost any one of them to fill a slot in a list depending on what how, how big a point hole you have 
So if you've, you know, yeah. if you've got a big enough points hole, then maybe you can put Ahsoka in there. You know, it's, it's, it just depends. But, uh, you know, an A-wing with force, I mean, this, you know, this is right up there. You know, this is basically of Ty V1, right? You're like a, like a seventh sister or a fifth brother or, or actually really more like Grand Inquisitor. I mean, it's, it, she's got three force instead of just two. She's an I-5. She's got the same stat line. Um, and she has a, and she has an ability that lets her take double actions, you know, double reposition possibly as well. So, and so at forty nine points, I think that's a pretty good comparison to the Grand Inquisitor, which we've seen have a lot of success, right? I I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the Sith Lord advocate on this one. Okay? okay. I don't think she's very good because okay. I think you're paying for three force points, mm-hmm. and I think. To use her ability, you're using two of those three every turn, right? You're paying a significant premium to have force points just to use them to activate her ability. Yeah. And I think that's a bad deal. I think it's a raw deal, and I don't think it works. My other argument against her, and I want to like her a lot. I love her in the Aether Sprite. I think she's phenomenal in that ship. Yeah. I think that's a very different faction and a very different set of circumstances. I also, I don't love the double force ability <coughs> icons as much as I want to love Hera's double talent slot. Yeah. Like double talent slot, there are things that I know and I want to use. There's a lot more talents. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot more talents and I think they're a lot more versatile mm-hmm. and I think they're a lot more useful. Yeah. I'd, I'd play Hera with Predator and Outmaneuver to get the kind of offensive punch you really want out of a ship like this. Yeah. You know, bring it on par with something with more punch. I just don't see... I don't see force abilities that are going to do that for me. Yeah, and I think so you're paying. I think you're paying more points. I agree with that. Yeah, just to use an ability that's a great ability. It's amazing, mm-hmm. but you're paying two force points. Like, like there are plenty of good ships out there, right? That have good abilities. Yeah. That are what one, two, three points more than whatever the the pilot skill would dictate. Yeah, I, I I would uh, in a vacuum I would agree, but yeah. the force tokens have so much versatility, um, especially when you're rolling three agility dice, you're rolling, you know, offensive dice as well. So I, I yeah. So that'll be my Sith Lord's advocate. I could be wrong in this one. I just don't. I don't. I feel like using two force on that ability overcosts that ability. Yeah. And that's my thinking on it, but yeah, uh, no, I, I, it's, I, the the cost is harsh. Definitely, yeah. the, and, spending the two, it, it, you'll have to think about that. Yeah, and I don't sure. think you're, I don't, th- I don't think you're wrong there. I'm, I'm mostly thinking about it as kind of almost throw the ability out, and just think of it to me at least like an, an analogous a little bit to the Grand Inquisitor. It's because it's really almost like the stat line's exactly the same. It's you know it's got action bars pretty similar. It can double reposition, uh, which the Inquisitor. Grand Inquisitor can't do, and it's got three force instead of two. So <clears throat> I think now, granted, the Grand Inquisitor's ability is gives him some survivability and a little bit of offensive punch when he needs it. Um, but I think this is Ahsoka here is fairly analogous, and you know is three points cheaper, um, if I remember correctly. So the uh, I don't know. I think that that's. That could be an interesting slot to fill, but you know we'll we'll see how that plays out. Um, all right, up next is Sabine Wren, uh, who is an I three at thirty seven points, 
And her abilities, while you defend or perform an attack, if the attack range is one and you are in the enemy's front arc, you may change one of your results to an evade or hit. Um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty nice. I mean, on, well, it's basically like... Basically, it's like a fang fighter. It's basically like a fang fighter. It's a fang. Yeah. yeah. So, Except so. better. Yeah. Yeah. It's really also, good. Because you also got offense. Um, yeah, I think that is really, really damn good. And that point cost is is attractive. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I just gave Ahsoka some shit for how much she's costed. Man, I like this a lot better for 12 fewer points. Yeah, 37. Oh, yeah, 37. Really yeah, 37 is a whole different world than 49. Yeah. It's a whole new world. <laughs> and and the ship can take an evade, which is yes. a big a big thing that the uh, the uh, those those guys can't do. So yeah, overall, uh, just being able to automatically change results, nice. So you got double reposition, so you know, getting to range one is very easy. Yeah. Uh, to maintain, so. Yep. Good ability so, for sure. Yeah. Good cost. Very solid. I think um, Sabine, and we've seen <laughs> some other Sabines uh, and other ships be just good fillers. You know, kind of the kind of thing that you can. They're they're usually fairly cheap, and you can, you know, you can throw her into a into a squad, and and she, you know, has a pre, some neat abilities. Like was the one that lets her pre uh, pre barrel roll or pre boost. Um, uh, in the attack shuttle, I believe. Right? In the attack shuttle, yeah. So, um, what, it's interesting. This ship has two different talent slots so i'm curious what i think i would even put on that so you're no longer you're no longer wanting to really outmaneuver yeah because you want to do this weird head-on thing yeah i don't really know what you do in that case though um i could see marksmanship actually for one I, point being yeah. not bad i was thinking that yeah, yeah. range one too that's very useful yeah um yeah there's 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 i don't know there's a lot of options a lot of options sure crack shot would be a good thing um have on there Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Lots lots of options. Predator. Predator, always a good one. So so yeah, I, I, I like this. I like Sabine a lot. I think this is gonna be a really yeah, that, useful that, ship. I, I actually like that significantly better than I like Ahsoka. Yeah. I uh, I just noticed this by the way, and obviously, you know, it's news to me, uh, but yeah, vectored cannons, uh as a configuration for the A wings. Oh yeah, yeah. We should talk about that, I guess, a little bit here. Um, so we should. Yeah, it affects our, this whole do. conversation. Uh, yeah, you know, Carlos, it's super if you could exciting. Explain them for the, you know, the audience, who is not as knowledgeable as me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so it does appear that um, there's also a configuration for the A wings on the rebel side, uh, called vector cannons. Uh, gain a rotate arc indicator. Uh, treat the arc requirement of your front arc primary attack as the rotate arc uh, icon. Replace your vector thruster ship ability with the following. Uh, vectored cannons. During the system's phase, you may perform a red boost or red rotate arc action. You can rotate your arc indicator only to your front or rear arc. So very similar to the RZ-2 A-Wing, uh, but a little, little bit different. Yeah, I want to get Dom's perspective on this because he's he's kind of our resident A-wing, uh, RZ2 A-wing guy. So, what what do you think, Dom? I mean, I I think it's interesting. Uh, you know, obviously, it doesn't make them into RZ2s, right? Like, th yeah. that's it's not what it does. Yeah, I mean, it, it's strictly worse. Obviously, the question is, is it better than they were before? 
Um, and it's only one point. I want to say, but I yeah, it's only one point. But I want to say no. I want to say I, I'm not sure this is worth it. It's hard to say. I think it depends on how you build them. I think uh -huh. I could see like builds that use it and don't use it, but like you don't have vectored thrusters at all, right? Um, which means, sorry, you don't, yes, that's right. You, yeah. you replace your vector thruster ship ability, which means that, yes, you have a front arc and a back arc, and yes, you can perform a red rotate arc action, mm -hmm. but you cannot do any two actions in the same turn, unless I'm incorrect about this, yeah? Well, no, I mean, it's happening in the system phase, so you can, that's actually kind of the best thing about oh, it. Oh, yeah, it so I am reading it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha, yeah. gotcha. It happens you can in the still, system phase, yeah. So you can still do two, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can still do two. Hmm. You do have to Interesting. You obviously have to have a a blue maneuver in there, um, but you know you 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 come you can come out of the turn unstressed and still get to turn your yeah. turn your arc or boost you know. Um, you, it's just for focus or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You could also end up showing your hand too, though, right? You know, yeah. If your front to back arc is will will determine where you're positioned, where you think yeah. you should be shooting, right? So. Yeah. Well, this even is, even if it's a initiative six, you know what I mean. Yeah. It kind of kind of shows your your position. S system phase bit. maneuvering is always a little a little tricky. I mean, it's it's great to be able to do, and there's a lot of cool things you can do with it. But it's you know from having played a fair bit of Phantoms, it's you know it's it, it's a little tough. You know, you're you're kind of guessing. Um, you don't have any information on that, and uh, so it's it's. Uh, it's something you got to figure out there for for the boost at least and the turret too i mean because you, you want to point that turret in a good spot but you don't have any for any information first so um yeah I, I mean i i guess like you know either way you're you're still wherever you end up pointing your ship right you know I mean, that's where you think your enemy is going to be yeah so you make that decision in the systems phase your opponent has already chosen their dials um they they, they can still try to guesstimate you know what i mean like oh you know he he um rear arc um most of the fast maneuvers obviously uh four and five are going to be straight line so yeah um if they're going to go fast uh, if, they, if they need to reach a four and five where the rear arc would be relevant um that's when you know the, your maneuver is going to kind of be a little bit and you you also think about this this compounds with like starboard slash if you're trying to run that right like yeah um there's 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 options i i think you can make builds with it I, I guess what i'm trying to say is i don't think it's an auto include necessarily right no. like I, I don't think it's like stapled on um even at one point I do think there are there are probably builds where you do want to take it. Yeah. So I think in that sense, it's a good card. You the know, other, it's it's good to have options. Yeah. Right? The other the other thing is it's is it's standardized, which is kind of a newer keyword uh, that you know means you have to if you have to run it on every A wing in your list. Right. So you're you're kind of once you decide to run it, if you want to run it on something, you got to run it on everybody. So there's no mixing and matching. Um, but, yeah, uh, and it, obviously you can choose to just have one A-Wing. But yeah, I, I see what yeah. you're saying. If you're running a swarm, yeah. um, then they all have it, or they none of them have it. Yeah, I heard about this a little bit. I uh, saw some of the community reactions to it. it specifically, which is funny, revolving around the cards themselves, the physical cards in a tournament. Like, oh, yeah. Are you 
only expected to bring one, or do you have to bring a copy? Yeah, for one every for each single A wing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, this is what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if if I come to a tournament with just one copy of this card that all of my ships have, and somebody decides to call a judge and tell me to, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let, let's hope that a year off of you know big tournaments and all that stuff have kind of bring people to not be complete douchebags <laughs> any other word you would like to think uh, you would to, like to, to, to think those kind of public events yeah <laughs> but we'll see i mean we, we we're getting close hopefully but yeah we'll see well yeah it'll 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 be interesting I, I i did see some of the some of the arguments about that on the internet i didn't didn't really read into them too much but it is kind of funny um all right well next pilot up here is wedge antilles um at an i4 in the a-wing so this is this is young wedge before he got all you know like greatest pi greatest pilot in the rebellion except for maybe hera i don't know <laughs> um so uh, wedge's ability is uh i believe it's uh let's see while you perform a primary attack if the defender is in your front arc the defender rolls one fewer defense die so basically the same as his x-wing ability um uh, which is obviously just great it's a great ability i mean he's an i4 instead of an i6 which obviously has a big impact on him he's obviously in an a-wing so he has less offensive punch but it does help the offense quite a bit of a, a, a two-die ship to be removing a defense die from something so um i think this is a this this is a fun solid ability uh and, sh and ship I, I like wedge Joe, you got anything on Wedge? I mean, this is the chassis that I wanted on. You yeah. Know what I mean, I really, I mean, I've always liked him in the X-Wing, but gosh, the point cost on this thing is just a bargain and yeah, a half, uh, isn't it? Yeah, like 36 points, 30, yeah. 30, I think it's five. Am I reading that right? 36. Oh, no, 35. Yeah, 35 you're right. 35 points yeah. for that ability is a freaking bargain. Yes. Um, Almost on whatever chassis it's on. So, I mean, I'm pretty happy with that one. Yeah, um, I don't know how it's to build it. I don't know if you put more points in that or just accept him as, you know, mm -hmm. like me, he's best naked. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, maybe put a little tassel on him. I don't know. <laughs> Again, I've been harping out maneuver just because I only really know a finite number of talents. But, you know, that might be fine. We should, we should, can we, should we, should we make like a, a talent upgrade that's just called a little tassel? <laughs> little tassel no hassle you know what i'm saying and if you don't you know google it <laughs> aren't you guys glad to be back isn't it fun to have to like listen to me try to describe x-wing how i see it i tried it? so hard to not have a mental image of that it's too late, it's too late. I, I, I really you know i'm never gonna ask you carlos but i'm always gonna wonder where you think i attach the tassel to oh, oh god <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse every and Dom, time. Dom, I'm not even gonna ask. He's Catholic. I just, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm he knows. Ignoring you right now. He'll be, he'll be praying for you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he'll be praying for me tomorrow morning. It's already 11:15. Shit, we ain't gonna be done with it in time. In the words of the poet James Buffet, "There's a thin line between Saturday night and Sunday morning." <laughs> yeah. Yes, there is. <laughs> 
Anyway, X-Wing. X-Wing. <laughs> All right, then our next pilot here. Um, yeah, well, just oh, real quick. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. 35 points. Other people get to talk after I talk about tassels. <laughs> they actually get to like, comment about gameplay. At 35 points, this is great. Um, obviously, <coughs> this is the help that the A-Wing would need, right? Uh, fewer defense dice, rolling two dice. Yeah. So the, this this um, chassis, obviously, with this, this ability, uh, Wedge, this pilot, specifically would uh, bring a little bit more bite um so i i, I definitely like this and uh, at, at a great cost yeah um so i mean i i probably would like this better than sabine well like you have to ask yourself like if this were if this were an upgrade like that, if that game text were an upgrade you'd be paying 10 points to put it on anything you know what i mean yeah, yeah. So you're paying like 25 points for this hull. <laughs> yeah yeah that, i think that sounds uh, pretty good I, I'm not 100% yeah. sure I'm looking at it right now. I guess the ability for Sabine is that much better because she's more expensive than Wedge. Um, <coughs> yeah. I don't and really see why. Lower initiative. I don't, I don't really get that. I, I, would, I would pick Wedge's, Wedge's I, I, uh, ability. I think it's purely because of the defensive portion of her ability. Yeah. On a three-die ship... That can take an evade action. Yeah, but I just feel like I'm gonna flank. I feel like I'm gonna flank with an A wing, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. what you do with A wings. So I don't know that I don't know that you fly an A wing directly into <laughs> them like you do a Fang fighter. But this one you can. I mean, it's it's this, she's a Fang fighter with two shields. I mean, I mean, you know, and two shields instead of two hull. You know, it's it's I I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can see. I like them. Like I like fighter. them both. I. Yeah. I like Wedge better, so I don't understand why Wedge is cheaper. Yeah, but. yeah, that, that's the one thing with the initiative boost. Um, uh, still a great ability. I'm, I'm surprised that he's uh, costed less, which, if anything, means take advantage of him now. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand a lot of things, like the ending of Short Circuit, so. <laughs> we'll talk about that over the break. <laughs> All right, next up here we got Shara Bay. Um, she's an I-4 at 32 points. And while you defend or perform a primary attack, you may spend one lock you have on the enemy ship to add one focus result to your dice results. Um, that seems good. Yeah. Is this like the fourth Shara Bay? How many are no, there? Arc, um, arc uh, one seven. There's an arc one, it. right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It. Wasn't she in something else in 1.0? Yeah. I Arc 170. Uh, it's just, uh, I think it's the same ability. Yeah. She too, was actually. Oh, no, I'm thinking, yeah. what's the, what's the, Nora is the one that's in like 14 different ships. No, it's the bean ring. Using a Nora, yeah. Yeah, Nora, Nora was in a bunch of different ones. Or a few She's in a Y wing. She's in the Y wing. B wing, yeah. okay. too, right? Um, Nora no. is not. I don't think so, no. No, no Nora's not a B wing. Aha, Carlos is more wrong than me. <laughs> it's a Dude, I'm, I'm way out of it, so. They're gonna be right. I'm working times. on it. Yeah, I mean, Shara, this is a—it's a solid ability. Um, you know, if you can get this, the problem—the the, the issue is that you obviously you need to have a lock. So you need something with her. You need either, either like uh, Jake, Jake, or um, the Y wing guy. That gives out the, no, the Y wing guy that gives out the locks. Um, oh yeah. So you need. Um, I, I feel Dutch. like I liked this better on the arc, though. Uh, I feel Dutch, like, by the way. Yeah, Dutch. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, oh, that's right, cause I always like, go Dutch. Um, I feel like I like this better when you could put on... Isn't there a double target lock astromech? Isn't there, you know, some way to get more focus tokens from Recon Specialist or whatever we call him today? 
Like, I feel like there's combos that work on the arc that just don't on this. Yeah. I feel like this is a mixed match. I, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm with it's you like on that. It's like the Anakin and the Y-Wing. It's like, yeah, that shit was cute on an Aether Sprite, but like on a Y-Wing, this makes no sense. Yeah. So, to, get, to get the best out of the ability, you need somebody else with the ability to hand one of those two. Yeah. Yeah. On, onto them. That, yeah. That, that's so, really what it comes down to. A little, little tough. And especially... You know, definitely would rather spend the, the points on Wedger Sabine. Yeah. yeah. And remember, there's a little bit more to it, too. I, I think in in 1.0, there was a Sherub Bay kind of combo, but it involved being able to reroll dice. So, yeah, yeah. I forget what it was specifically, but, you know, you're, you're spending a lot to add a result. And then hope that you have a focus token, and then you turn it into a hit, right? Mm-hmm. So eventually you get a plus one hit. Yeah. Um, in in the grand scheme of things, um, when you're rolling two dice, you're probably looking at a net positive, I guess, uh, most often. Like if you roll a blank, um, one out of the two dice, I, I think as far as odds go, um, you know, that that's, that's a pretty much on the average i think yeah. uh, if not a little bit below average uh on one blank but if you roll any symbols on two dice uh and you have both tokens then it's a net positive uh for yeah. sure so yeah on two dice is probably better but if, like if you were like the, the more dice you have the, the less of an effect it really has because mm-hmm. you'd rather just have to re-roll yeah um and re-roll the blank dice and then you know yeah just convert them all so all right, on to uh, the last new pilot uh, is Derek Clivian. Uh, so we got another kind of old school canon Rogue Squadron pilot here. Um, after you acquire or spend a lock, you may remove one red token from yourself. And he's uh, 30 points at an uh, I3. Um I mean, that's I mean, just dumping people's locks on you, if nothing else, is nice. Um, uh, it, it, it just depends on, you know, it's kind of hard because it's like, well, I guess it's after you acquire or spend a lock, so you could use it to get rid of stress. Well, like, if you got stressed, you probably didn't acquire a lock that turn, so it's awkward. You have yeah. to have a lock from before. And Yeah, yeah. It's it's not... It, A-wings also just usually don't really need to get rid of stress. Like, that's just not how they're built. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, they don't do much to get stress. I mean, well, they have vector thrusters, but... They, they, they do like stuff to get stress every turn, but they just have a ton yeah. of blue maneuvers. Yeah, yeah. they just yeah. always do blue maneuvers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm unimpressed, but, you know. Yeah. So, but he's only 30 points. So, you know. I mean, is he no longer Hobby? We don't call him Hobby anymore? Well, he's not on the card, but I, in, in, in my heart, he's still Hobby. What's his subtitle? Um, I don't, let's see, it was just over here. Hold on. His subtitle uh, is hobby. hobby. His subtitle right, is hobby. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Whew, dodged Whew. a bullet there. Yeah. Dodged some lasers. I was kind of surprised because normally they'll put him like that in quotes or something like in the name, like Derek Hobby Clivian. Yeah. But oh well. Um, oh, and the other, the other thing with all these A-wings, uh, all these he, new A-wings are hyperspace legal. Um, something to keep in mind. Oh, so Hobby, hobby actually may be playable. Uh, you want to know why? Why? <clears throat> 
how much is a green squadron pilot at I three? Oh, same same points. Anyone so know? Might as well. Yeah. Same points. So, yeah. Now, <laughs> like, would you have taken an I three? You know, for the same point cost, you can get a guy with an ability. You're like, yeah, that's that. Yeah, exactly. Just that's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think so. If a, you were gonna run a green squad, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there's meta. There's there are meta calls where, especially if you're playing some sort of swarmy thing, like having a three is better than. Than having the one right so for two more points it's it, de- it depends but yeah if, he's definitely if you're gonna take one green squadron pilot you may as well take one hobby <laughs> you know 100 percent. yeah so <laughs> um all right well that is uh that is it for the a-wings um one other thing that to hit here real quick and i i, I know there's other stuff in this pack but we're mostly focusing on the pilots tonight, uh, but there is an upgrade, um, a new upgrade for the Rebel Alliance called uh, Talent Talent Slot called Hopeful, um, and that's one point. And after another friendly ship at range zero to three is destroyed, if that ship is limited or has the Hopeful upgrade, you may perform a focus or boost action. So um, all three of the, fa- the the factions got one of these, um, or all three the, of the old primary factions um, got a new card like this. Um, we'll go over those as we kind of go through them. But um, I've already seen Cutthroat getting a lot of play on the scum side, but uh, we'll talk about that more later. So, all right, we got any any final thoughts here on uh, on the Rebel, the new Rebel pilots bef- uh, before we hit the halftime? I mean, how do we feel about that upgrade? Not really. I'm. Yeah, the up. We could talk about the upgrade. I'm kind of want to talk about hopeful a little bit. Yeah. yeah of thoughts. I I don't I, I don't hate I, it, I, but the timing feels like I might. <laughs> like when my ship gets destroyed, doesn't seem like the optimal time to do a lot of things, right? Yeah. Like if one of my ships gets destroyed and everybody else has this upgrade and they all get focused, I guess that's good. Depending on yeah. yeah. he died? As, so, as someone who's been trying to get uh, Resistance Chewy to work for like two years, <laughs> I'm a little skeptical about friendly ships being destroyed uh, abilities. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, on the other hand, in if we're talking about this this potential, like you were talking about the 5A swarm, right, mm-hmm. uh, sure. Steve? Um You've got extra talent slots, theoretically, right? You like, do. It's a, you've yeah. got a lot of ships. Yeah. You might have some low initiative ships, right? Like, you know, where they're going to be able to make use of a focus or boost action. Because this is best on low initiative ships, right? Yeah. I would yeah, say Yeah, it general. almost has to be, yeah. You know, so, yeah. So, I, if, I don't know. If they kill it's, your pilot skill, too, when you're like, what do you do? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. And, um, I you know, I think, like I said, cutthroat, I think, on the scum side is which is another kind of version of this that we'll get into later, is I, I think probably the, the one that's getting the most play at the moment of these three kind of cards that came out. It was like, it was hopeful, cutthroat, and... Well, I feel like this is a, a <laughs> this is a cycle they're doing, right? I mean, there's fanatical, there's there's heroic. I mean, there's yeah. going to be a one-point one talent well, slot for every faction yeah, at some point, Yeah, disciplined right? for the... Uh, well, disciplined. but these are the second... Well, so this is different, though, because these are the second one-point talent yeah. slots okay. from the series for these factions. Like, yeah. Rebels already have Selfless, Imperials already have... Um, R- ruthless. Uh, ruthless, right? Yeah. So this is, it's kind of interesting. Oh, we're adding a second one. 
I, I just want to say before we finish up, like, I'm excited about this pack. I've been, I'm more excited about this pack than I have been anything in a while. A-Wings and B-Wings are my favorite chips. You know, I'm a Rebels and Resistance player, and I've been playing Resistance a lot, and I'm excited to try Rebels out some more. So Yeah, I, I think I, I, I think they've added enough pilots in here with enough useful abilities that um, that you're going to be see some, you know, the, some of these 5A swarms with the RZ1s. Uh, like, I think they're going to they're gonna be around. I think they're going to work. Especially in hyperspace. Well, yes. anecdotally, I don't think these three factions have gotten nearly enough help in 2.0. I think they basically they converted a lot and then did very little since then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they haven't gotten much new. I mean, that's the, fair. The Imperials got uh, a new ship, um, which the the heavy, the tie heavy, which I, I hasn't honestly made much of a splash. Nobody. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a lot of lists. Yeah, nobody's really kind of been able to find a good way to use it. So maybe, maybe, maybe at some point down the line we'll see. But, um, but yeah, I don't even think like Scum and Scum and the Rebels haven't gotten a new ship, right? I don't, not that I can remember. So, uh, so it's good to see them get some love. I'm just looking through the list right now just to make sure, but I don't see anything that's new in 2.0 as far as the actual chassis is concerned. So. Right, and these yeah. aren't even new chassis, but at least they're new pilots and yeah. new paint jobs, and I'm cool yeah, with sure. that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a lot of pilots. I mean, it's that's this is especially for the A-wing here. I mean, this, these A-wings are getting a lot of pilots, and I, and there's some good ones in here. There's some I think, you know, Wedge is really. I think Wedge is great, and Sabine's great. Um, you know, I think uh, yeah. Hera is good. Uh, I think Ahsoka can be good too. I mean, it points. You know, points may be a little high, but we'll see. I, I, I still am going to consider her like an, an analog to uh, Grand Inquisitor, which I, which I think she shakes up kind of favorably to from the points perspective. But, um, all right. Well, uh, anything else about uh, Hopeful before we move on? I, you know, I want it to be good. I, you could even okay. say I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm hopeful. <laughs> 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 All right, well, we're going to uh, hit the halftime here and check in with the Florida News Desk. Halftime. Halftime. We'll be back. This week in Florida, a Jacksonville mother is charged with child abuse after a fight with another student on the campus of DuPont Middle School last week, a Jacksonville police arrest report states. Edith Riddle, 34, was arrested by Duval School Board Police on Thursday, the report states. A school safety officer heard a teacher's frantic announcement over the school radio that there was a fight occurring outside the cafeteria at 12.14 p.m., according to the report. Then the officer arrived at the fight location. He found Riddle had been involved in a physical fight with the victim. Riddle had just exited the school with her own daughter after a meeting with the vice principal on campus, according to the report. Rather than exiting the campus directly, the daughter walked out of her way through the cafeteria to engage the victim in a fight. Riddle's daughter pushed the victim to the ground and threw some punches before the suspect also joined in punching the victim, who was lying on the ground, according to witnesses. A witness also said Riddle appeared to have a boxing glove attached to her left hand, according to the arrest report. The report says Riddle had the boxing glove on her hand when she arrived at the school and had told the school it was super glued to her wrist and she couldn't remove it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the second half of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. And we are now going to move on to the Imperial pilots that have come out in the new Sky Strike Academy pack. Can we even call it Florida Man Plays X-Wing right now? I feel like a lot of us aren't actually playing X-Wing right now. I am. Oh, okay, so it's singular now. Florida Man talks X-Wing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's fine. Florida Man sings X-Wing. <laughs> Florida Man. La, 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 la
<laughs> okay. Oh, God. Steve just turned off the button. Push the button. We're no longer recording. <laughs> Steve, what did the appeals get? All right. Steve, well, what do you appeals get? Let's let's start with with the defender. <laughs> Jesus. Um, let's let's start with the defender. Uh, and we'll go ahead and we'll we'll get the. That's big. the only reason we're even having an episode. You guys were like, I don't want to talk about X. We're like, Vader got a new uh, ship. We're like, fuck it, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with the with the defender, and we'll talk about we'll start with Vader just to get that out of the way because it's the, it's the big Vader. conversation point. Vader, so Darth Vader, and oh, Vader. Darth defender. Vader, yes, Darth Vader, Darth Vader, where? Um, Darth Vader and a Tide Defender. So he's an Initiative Six. He's got three Force. And his ability states, you cannot spend force charges except while attacking. When you perform an attack, you may spend one force charge to change one blank result to a hit result. So, you know, still has full throttle. Uh, the other big thing uh, that this, the other big part is that uh, Vader is missing the sensor slot compared to the other defenders. What a uh, shithead. Yeah, they took away the, defend, the the sensor slot because they didn't want to even get into advanced sensor Vader shenanigans. So, um, and he has 115 points. That's it? That's, that's, that's it. 115 <laughs> points. <laughs> that's it? That's it. 115, 115 points? You don't put bourbon in that or nothing? Uh, I just... I just Vader and a that's defender. Just, that's Vader just Vader. That's just straight enough. Vader for 115 points, and it's, you know, I mean, it's. So look, let me put it this way: like, obviously, it's an I6 defender, which is just good by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability is sick, nasty. Is good. It's not as good as obviously the the uh, the tie advanced Vader. Um, basically the big problem here being the, the limitation of not being able to use force charges on defense. That's obviously an issue. Um, but the real problem here is the points. Um, I don't think, you know, uh, this ship, this ship is really good. Vader is really good at the right point cost. I just think this is too much. Um, I think they'll edge this down a little bit over time. Um, but they definitely started on the oh god oh god we are scared of putting this ship out um, <laughs> no I, I yep think off the top of your head uh what's the most other expensive ship in the game the second most expensive ship in the game well i'm not 100 percent sure but i think i know what it is it used to be dash but i think that da- i think it's now boba um uh, i know dash, so dash is currently uh 85 yeah i think boba's 86 and if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, Dash came out at 100. Remember that. <laughs> yeah, Dash came out at 100, and he's he's come down, obviously. Boba is 86. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I believe Boba's the most expensive. So 115 points is extreme. Um, no, I, I really don't. I mean, I, I, I think this is just a lot of things meshed in one. Um, and then the three-fourths... Um, just kind of brings it over the top so yeah but you can but again you can't use the force on defense i mean it's it's not i mean it's that that's a that's a that's a huge handicap <clears throat> i don't think it's a huge problem because of full throttle 
um, because you can essentially use full throttle um, to take focus evade and and only use that on defense and then just use his force on offense. So he's balanced out there. He's basically modded across the across the board. That's 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 all. I mean, it, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he is, and he's good. I'm yeah. saying he's good. Like I think Vader is really good. I just think 115 points is extreme, but that's me. So, because um, we'll, uh, we'll I'm with the you. Next, the next closest defender is Vault Scaris at 82, right? I mean, as, as an i5. So you're paying. I mean, you know, you're paying a lot, a lot for that i6 and three gimped force um so i don't know but i love i love the ship i think vader's gonna be good i just think he's a, i just think he's a little too expensive at the moment he's just so he's just so expensive that you can't i mean what are you gonna fit with him like you know like I, i've kind of looked through the options and you know it's not a lot my guess was that the, was that vader was gonna come out at like 105. i thought they were gonna they were gonna cross the 100 threshold and 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 I thought I felt like 105 was kind of like the freak out territory. I didn't I didn't I didn't think 115. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that. But um, you know it is what it is. I, it, it's just really hard to fit stuff in with them at this point. And then you know they obviously took the sensor slot off, so you can't do advanced sensors shenanigans. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Vader's really good. I think I don't think he needs any upgrades. Um, so that's probably the one saving grace on the extreme point cost. Uh, but I, but he's really hard to fit anything with him. That's that's a worthwhile like two ship builds are tough. Um, you can do whisper pretty well loaded out. Um, yeah, but uh, you know that's that could be could be good. I'd like to try it actually. But uh, but yeah, it's tough. Uh, it's you know you can do uh two foresight inquisitors um which is solid those are solid wingmen um but is two of them enough is the question so yeah i don't know uh but anyways any, any anybody have any other thoughts on vader yeah i mean nope. i I, I, I think you can build around it. I think, yeah, they may have taken a, a, a safe, you know, safe route. Uh, yeah. A safe route getting it to 115. But I think that there's going to be people that are going to fly it. They're going to use it. They're going to find ways to exploit it. So um, I, I think it's, it's a pretty incredible uh, ship. I, I doubt that it will drop a lot. If no, I don't think it'll go down much. I, I but I, I expect him to drop a little bit over time because I just don't think he's going to see a lot of play at one fifteen. I'm on the vein of that it will see play, um, but I don't know if it'll be as successful. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe it'll get balanced out a little bit uh, by a drop, but not by much. Yeah. Like I think like a hundred and ten or hundred, you know what I mean? Like maybe something you may see, but I don't. I just don't see it dropping below that. Yeah. Uh, but it just it really it all depends on you know what combos are found, and I think that's what it is. You know, one ship alone doesn't really make or break it. It's it's what you bring with it. So. Yeah. 
Well, the other thing to, to bring up here with the defenders, they also got a configuration, the uh, Thai Defender Elite. Um, it's a two-point cost. And uh, it decreases the difficulty of your hard turn maneuvers, uh, increase the difficulty of your K-turn maneuvers, and replace your full throttle ship ability with the following. Advanced fire control. After you perform a uh, cannon or missile attack, if you have a lock on the defender, you may perform a bonus primary attack against the defender. So, so you have to keep the lock through that first attack. Am I, am I reading this correctly? And then you get the, I believe get so, the yeah. bonus. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's solid. It's a bonus shot, which is cool. Uh, but full throttle is just so good. Um, it's also standard. Yeah, white K turns are so good. Yeah, white K turns are so good. Full throttle so good. Um, it kind of makes it just not really a defender anymore. Um, yeah, I'm not even sure that this is better. Like, I don't. I, I'm not sure that this is worth points. Like, yeah, I, I might say, only take this at negative points? points. Yeah, there's been a lot of debate yeah. on that, on, on whether or not this should be. A lot of people thought this should be a, a zero or negative point cost even. Um, and then the uh, the opposite argument is that it's bonus shots, which you know, okay. Um, you know, I don't bonus know. shots with, but keep in mind, bonus. You're not gaining a primary attack bonus shot. You already have a primary attack. You're gaining effect. You're effectively gaining a cannon or missile bonus attack. Yeah. Um, and part of the problem is that there just aren't that many good cannons and missiles right now. Like I, missiles, yeah. more so. Cannons, less so. I would say. But you know, but then the problem is some missiles require locks, right? Um, yeah. Or at least they require you to have them. You know. You know, can defenders no, can't normally take two actions under normal normal circumstances. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I'm not sold on it, to be honest. No, I'm not. I'm not either. Um, I, I just think full throttle is just such a good ability, um, and it's really tough too, because like, so you're talking about. So if you're gonna take this tie defender elite, then that means you basically have to take a cannon or a missile. So, you know, unless you're taking, I mean, I guess you could take a jamming beam for free and, but, uh, but what's the point of that? So it's, you know, you're going to spend at least a couple more points. Ion missiles are, and tread and thread tracers are two points each. So, you know, you're going to spend at least four points to take this thing on a ship that in general is already pretty heavily costed. I mean, even if you just forget Vader and you go look at the other named defender pilots, um, they're all pretty damn expensive, you know, 82 points, 81, 79, 78. So they're, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of rough to like take away to, to like lose full throttle and, and, and add on at least four points to the cost. I mean, I still think I, I'm, I'm of the camp and I know this is a little controversial, but like, I'm still of the camp that defenders in general are overcosted. Like, I, I think that a three sh I think that Delta's being 67 would not break the game. You know, or like 66, having a three yeah. ship. Sorry, 66 rather, right? I don't. I think that having a three defender list would not be game-breaking. I but, don't think... I, you know, a lot of people disagree. So. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'd be interested to see it. Um, I don't think it would break the game now. I think it may have early on in the early days. I think there's enough stuff out there at this point that 
it probably wouldn't. Um, but not so much the three deltas. I, I actually, I'm f- kind of fine with not having like three deltas out there, but I think all the named pilots are overcosted. I've always thought, I've, I've thought all the named pilots on, were, were just way overcosted on this, on the ship anyways. Like Vessery, why is Vessery 81 points, right? I mean, it's a good ability, but he's an I-4 and he costs, you know, like what, 12, 11, 13 points more than the Delta Squadron? Um, it's, I just feel like the named pilots were, were always like, just, just a little too much. Um, now they, and they've come down a little bit over time, I think. So, so that is, you know, something, but I, I think they've always just been a little bit overcosted. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw a, uh, like a Palpatine aces kind of build at, um, a long time ago, system open at Atlanta. Uh-huh that did pretty well, which was the uh, Vessery um, Whisper and a a shuttle. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even back then, um, it was still a pretty good good ship with a good ability um, used, you know, in a kind of good setup um, with, you know, like a a two-ace, you know, Palpatine build. Yeah. So... You know, even then the cost wasn't that big of a deal. So, as far as the name ones, I get it, but I, I, I think overall the choice that I've always, always been irked about when they went to 2.0 is why did they add another shield to a already good chassis? Yeah, kept the full throttle and then um, gave him another U-turn, uh, another K-turn. Sorry. Um, yeah, you know the- what I mean, like. Why did they do that? Why why couldn't they do one of those things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like give them another shield or or give them that extra K turn, you know, like just one of those things. But they, they did a lot, um, which kind of cha- changed a little bit of the dynamic of. Didn't they also give them a boost? Yeah, and they gave them boost. Yeah, Sorry. Boost yeah that was another on thing. The one point version. Yeah, that was another thing that that, that changed. So yep. Oh, and the yep. one turn, the one turn is different too. The one turn did not exist. It was a um, one bank. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one bank was not there either. So it's just it, there was too many changes for what was already a good chassis. Once uh, you know they had the, the the upgraded pack, you know, obviously with the. Yeah, with the full throttle, with the evade and all that shit. Um, so they really didn't need to change this ship up that much. They could have left it full threes across the board, not give them an extra boost, you know, and all that stuff. And you didn't have this challenge that you have now. Where does it fall in the balance? Yeah. Um, you know, from a base point to a pilot like Darth Vader, which has all these bells and whistles. Like mm. you, you wouldn't have this challenge if you just kind of left it alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I yeah. think they did a little bit too much. With it, um, it, for second it, it was surprising, especially after we had kind of had like the double, like the defender, double defender palp lists in 1.0 that were like super good. And it was a little surprising that like 2.0 comes out and they had like, wow, they just made the ship better. <laughs> I remember when when it was first previewed, I was like, "Holy crap!" They gave it another shield and a boost. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was uh, 
it's interesting. But all right, so next pilot on the list here, uh, Volt Scaris at 82 points. And uh, Volt is an I-5. He has a uh, uh, one charge on him that goes away. Uh, so a non, it's, uh, it, it disappears with time. <laughs> um, uh, and he has an action. Non-recurring? Non, it's oh, not, no, not non-recurring. Yeah, yeah right, like degrade, degrading. degrading. Yeah, degrading. Degrading charge? Yeah. I don't so, know. So they probably have a name for it. It's probably a name for it, yeah. Um, anyways, there, he has an action that says gain a strain token to recover a charge. Before you engage, you may spend one charge to perform an action. Um, so you basically get to defer your action step into the engagement phase, um, which is cool, except for the strain token part. Um, you know, it, it, it depends. Uh, it's, it's, you know, you're not going to want to take that strain token if you're getting shot at, obviously. So it's, it's going to be pretty situ situational when you kind of like outmaneuver somebody or whatever, or flank them. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of vault here? Situationally interesting, overcosted. Yeah. He is the most expensive one next to Vader. You know, and again, I think it's like you're just you're basically just paying for the initiative. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I th I think that's that's <laughs> put it in short and sweet as I would say the same thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up is Captain Dobbs. All right, Captain Dobbs is an I three at seventy five points. While another friendly ship at range 0 to 1 defends, before the neutralized results step, if you were in the attack arc and are not ionized, you may gain one ion token to cancel one hit result. Um, I mean, it's nice to be able to cancel hit results. Um, I don't know about, you know, obviously you get ionized sucks, but... Uh, it, uh, it gives defenders a, a, a one forward. It does, yeah. A one, a one four is blue, even. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. What what does Joe think? Joe, what do you think? Hmm. I mean, it's a good ship. It just. Mm. <laughs> We're talking about this ability here on Captain Dobbs. The uh, oh Dobbs. Oh Dobbsy. Only friendship. <laughs> I mean, so just so I'm clear on this one, so being not ionized is having enough ion tokens to actually be ionized. It's yes. not just having a single one. Yes. I mean, I like that fact of it. I mean, I'm not sure how many ships are going to have at range zero to one of this ship. I mean, what kind of flight pattern really kind of is based on that? Yeah. Well, the problem is, I mean, the thing is, is that Dobbs himself is the one taking, taking the ion token. Right. So he's only ever going to take need to take one to be ionized. Um, oh, he's the defender, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it is you know, like I said, canceling a hit result is is great. It's a nice thing to have. Um, this would be a cool ability on a filler ship, but this at seventy five points is not a filler ship. So. <laughs> Um, it also turns off full throttle. Like, I mean, yeah. that's obvious, but it's worth saying. I mean, yeah. you know. So, like, you're canceling a damage this turn, but in theory, you're taking an extra damage next turn if you could have taken full throttle, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, this could be a pretty cool ability on, like, one of those A-wings we were talking about earlier. Um, but... Oh, this would be an amazing ability on an A-wing. Yeah. 
Uh, maybe that's a little overstating it. It'd be a good ability. It'd be Melee. good. It'd be it'd be good one. It'd be a good one to have in that five A swarm. But regardless, um, all right. Well, let's move on to the interceptors. Um, so first up on the interceptors here is Gideon Hask. Uh, Gideon is an I four. Um, he's forty eight points, and he's his ability is while you perform an attack against a damaged defender, roll an additional attack die. So same as his uh, TIE Fighter ability. And uh, I've actually gotten a chance to test him a little bit. And I really like him. I think he's really good. Um, 48 I, points. I think any ability that reads roll another attack die is always going to be good. Yeah. I think, I think there's no... In a world where I complained earlier about bizarre edge cases of having to maneuver around you know, your own ships to try to pass off tokens or something yeah. that's equally pointless... Rolling an extra attack die is always good. Yeah. It just is. Yep. I mean, we can bicker about whether or not it's, the point it's, is, but... It's actually a really interesting sort of theoretical question about whether an extra attack die is worth more on a three or a two attack die ship. But, like, I would say in general it's probably worth more on a three attack die ship, right? Because, like, extra... You know, like, the difference between three and four damage on an attack roll is that the fourth damage is almost always going to go through. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, right. If you roll so three dice, I, you know, I, I think it's... Evade. Yeah. Right. So, like, I... I, 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 I it's, it's really good. I mean, it's yeah. a great ability. Yeah, I um, think it's great. I mean, so this is... The list that I tried him out in was um, him and Sunter, both with Predator... And uh, fifth brother with the normal um, fire control and homing missiles thing, and and seventh sister, and I found that right. So seventh sister can do the damage. Seventh sister can put the damage on, right? Yeah, exactly. Or it, no, am I thinking of something else? Right. No, yeah, yeah no, exactly. Because yeah. you know, with that crack shot ability with seventh sister, um, or the homing mm -hmm. missiles, even the homing missiles are really good at this too. With fifth brother is just poking that that initial damage in and you know because gideon is a four with all of them and soon you know soon they're at six he can shoot last so i can you know get all my shots in see who i put some damage on and then use gideon and get that extra attack die and it um it worked nicely i mean i i, I was able to use i like i use the crack shot ability poke some damage in on a uh on a um uh the protectorate and um you know, was able to, the Fang Fighter, and, um, you know, was able to just whack it at range two with Gideon and, and, and kill it, basically. So, um, yeah, Gideon, uh, it's good. And I think paired in the right list, uh, it can, it, it's a really solid ability. Um, obviously, it's a fragile interceptor, so you got to take that into account. But, um, but he's, he's really good if you, if you can, if you can line him up, line up that, that four die or five die shot. Um, totally. Yeah, I like that squad idea, too. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was a good one. I saw it was something I kind of sort of saw. I saw a version of it on on a Hexile stream, uh, except they had Vermeil in the list. Um, I just didn't really think Vermeil was doing much. So I just took Vermeil out. It was like, I can take Vermeil out and put in Sunter. Uh, <laughs> that seems like an upgrade to me. So. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was solid. Um, so as a, as a we, we like talking about point costs in terms of like what you're getting for it. Yeah. So a Saber Squadron Ace is 35 points. Gideon is 48. And they're both I-4. So yeah. you're paying uh, 
13 points for an extra attack die against a damage ship. Yeah. Um, but that's not insane, because we all know an extra attack die is just really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and if you, like you say, if you're in a list where you can make that happen more often, I mean, I think it's, it's solid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a fan of Gideon. Carlos, you got anything on Gideon? No, it's a, it's a great ability. Good cost. Um, yeah, not, not much else to add besides what you guys yeah. talked about for sure. All right, next up we got, um, oh, we'll talk about the configuration here real quick too. So the, the, a, there is a new config for the Interceptor as well. It's called Sensitive Controls. It's uh, zero points, and it just straight up replaces auto thrusters. It is also standardized, and it says during the system phase, you may perform a red barrel roll or red boost action. So it basically, you know, moves that free booster barrel roll action um, into the system phase as opposed to after your first action. So, um, it's interesting. Zero points. I mean, that that's a little bit more like it. It's you know you kind of get the choice. You're like, you know, do I want to be sensitive controls or? And, and the other thing too is that this isn't imperial only. This can be used with the um, silencers uh, since they have auto thrusters also. Um. So yeah, what do you, what do you think about just being on the move that you know get that system? That system phase movement. If you're running um, a bunch of low initiative pilots, sure. Yeah. Great. And that's why the kind of standardized thing would would uh, at least uh, implicate, right? Like you're running yeah. a swarm of some kind. Um, this ability is obviously not any good for an ace pilot like Suntir. Yeah. I would rather have his ability to do that stuff at the end yeah so all right well moving on to the next pilot we have uh sienna re at 48 points um she is she's an i6 so we now have another i6 interceptor at only 48 points so that's six points less than sooner um but the big but here is the ability which is honestly one of the most useless abilities i think i've ever seen in x-wing um after you perform an attack, if the defender was destroyed, you gain a stress token. And then after a friendly ship at zero to three is destroyed, you remove a stress token. So, okay, you get to, yeah, you know. This to me it. isn't, this is insane pricing. Like, why does she cost the same as Gideon? Like, I know what the answer is, six, right? Yeah. Like, I6. I get it. But, like, I feel like Gideon is clearly better. But yeah. I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I mean you're just you're you're paying for six. That's really it. I, I the ability is garbage. Um, I mean it's a drawback. It's not an ability. Yeah, it's 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 generally speaking more of a drawback than anything else. I mean, the only good thing is that you're an I six, so generally speaking you're going to be shooting first. So you you could probably be you know lead off with Sienna and 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 do a little damage and hopefully not kill stuff with her. Um, but it's yeah, it's 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 kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Which is unfortunate because, like, Sienna is a cool character from, you know, Lost Stars, which I would like to have seen. A lot of people have been waiting for a Sienna Re pilot um, in something, so. A lot of people are still waiting for a good Sienna Re pilot. Yeah. <laughs> All Wrecked. right. Wrecked. All right, next up we got uh, Vault Scaris at 46 points. Um, same ability as the Defender. Uh, he's got the, the degrading um, charge token. And he has the action that says gain a strain to recover a charge. Before you engage, you may spend a charge to perform an action. 
Um, I actually think this is maybe worse on because you really don't want to be strained on an interceptor. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm not, not a fan of this one. Um, all right, Commandant Gorin at 43 points. Uh, he's an initiative four. And his ability is, after a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 with a lower initiative than yours partially executes a maneuver, it may perform a red focus action. So, handing out handing out focus actions to... You know, this, this is the kind of guy you put with a swarm. I think what I've seen... I, I did see somebody playing this the other day with a bunch of um, strikers. Um, which was interesting because... You know they 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 tend to bump into a lot of things with the aileron's ability. Um, yeah. Does the aileron's ability count as a maneuver? It does. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's it literally it yes, says you must execute yes. a white right. maneuver. Yeah. Right. All right. Yep. 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 Yeah. So you can bump into Just stuff. Checking. Yeah, you can bump into stuff, get stressed, and take a focus, and then do a blue maneuver out of it. Um, which seems good. I think that's a good way to use Commandant Gorin here. Yeah, I like that. That's 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 neat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's solid. Uh, all right, Lieutenant Lareer uh, at 41 points. <laughs> and what? His name's Lareer. 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 Uh, his, he's a Initiative 3, and while you barrel roll, you must use the... Uh, bendy templates instead of the straight template um which is cool i mean we've seen it before on a, a star viper yeah it's interesting to see it on a different chassis yeah I, I i i'd like to test this out it's you know in an i3 it's a little rough but those i actually think the bendy barrel rolls really do help um lower initiative ships like what i've seen like some of the star star viper stuff um there was times where you know, at a lower initiative with using those bendy barrel rolls, you're able to get into a better spot to make it much more difficult to like for a higher initiative ship to get on to get, you know, to kind of get on to you. So I, I think it's pretty, uh, I think it's pretty solid. I'd like, to, I'd like it, to test it out. Is that something to do with a learning curve? Like basically the more experience you have with it, the better you get with it, the less experience you have against it, the worse you are against it. I mean, yeah. I, always, I haven't had any experience with the bendy barrel. Yeah, there's always a learning curve aspect to it because it is, it's kind of changing something that you're not, you know, making something that you're not used to seeing. Um, but I, like I said, I've, I did have a little bit of experience with Star Vipers playing against them and with them. And um, I, I do think the bendy barrel roll thing made the Star Vipers, you know, I, I mean, they're so hard to like, to like yeah i think i think this is really interesting actually right like so like we're making the compare obviously the obvious comparison to star weapons right and you're right like low initiative okay that's a disadvantage but a couple interesting advantages right like and obviously it has less health but like it's cheaper than a scrub star viper yeah, Star, uh, scrub star viper right yeah it's also able to do bendy barrel than uh uh in uh, linked into boost, right? Which yeah. I don't. Which Star Vipers can't do, right? Mm, I don't. Am I going crazy? So. No, 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 they cannot. Yeah, so it's extremely maneuverable. Yeah, I mean, you, 
like it, this is probably the best blocker in the game, actually. Oh yeah, for real. Now yeah, I don't know that you want to problem. use it for blocking. I don't know that you want to use it for blocking, but just like it is, it's giving you something interesting here for sure. I think. Yeah. I I, I think it really is. I mean that it, it it's it's kind of hard to to describe like just how much extra area you can you can cover with the with the the bendy barrels it really is it really is a significant you know amount of uh maneuverability so um yeah i like lieutenant Lever. i'd like to i'd like to test him out i think he's he looks i think he looks like he could be pretty good so totally all right totally. last last interceptor here by the is, way is that was that a uh, 1.0 ship uh <laughs> I believe so. I do remember that name. I know. I know. I remember the name. That might have been a one point oh ship. I was gonna say. I was looking at the list, and I was just like, I thought this was. Our, what were we talking about? And then I saw yeah. it was on release. So I was like, I believe him. But I was like, I know. I'm hitting. I'm hitting some deja vu here somewhere. Yeah, I think he was a one point ship. Now that you mention it, and he was one I never used. But um, I feel like this. I don't know. I don't remember. If, honestly, don't remember if the ability is the same or not. But I like this ability, so <laughs> I'd like to try it out. Um, all right, last uh, last interceptor here is Nash Windrider uh, at forty points. He's an I two. Um, now this guy is kind of like Fell's Wrath on steroids. So during the engagement phase, after a friendly small ship at range zero to three is destroyed, if that ship has not engaged this phase, you may spend one charge. If you do, that ship engages at the current initiative. Um, so not only can he fought always fire before dying, but anybody around him can fire before dying, um, at least, you know, once in a turn. So I don't know. That's pretty, pretty solid. I mean, we're basically talking like a warthog for the empire here, right? Now, okay. I have to ask a complicated rules question. Okay. Right, let me look at this real quick. So I'm thinking about this in the context, obviously, of like swarms, low initiative, right? Yeah. So... In the context of Sloan, would you have already, let's see, after another sh friendly ship at range 0 to 3 defensive, if it is destroyed after it defends, then the attack. I'm thinking about whether you would apply the stress before you take this shot with, with the, the ship back. Um, oh, yeah. So after. Um, I'd have to look at I'd have to look at the whole because yeah. this whole the whole when ships are destroyed question has been changed in 2.0 already and it's very confusing I'd have to look it up but anyway just just thinking about that you know like if you have this in a Sloan Swarm or something right you know are you uh, not only getting destroyed and getting to shoot but getting destroyed adding the stress and getting to shoot back with mods right yeah you, my, you get what i'm saying yeah and somebody may have already figured this out and i just haven't seen it yet but my initial thought on it is that they they both read after a friendly ship at range zero to three defends so if it you is say destroyed you it. yeah uh, it's destroyed if they both happen at the same time then you can just yeah cue it and then choose which goes first yeah i believe so the only difference here on sloan and i'd never really thought about this before but it says after another friendly ship at range zero to three defends if it is destroyed so technically speaking like you could blow up a, you could it has to be an actual attack it can't be like a bomb 
um, or going over a rock or something like that. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a different. But I think they're this, it seems to me like they're the same timing, so you get to choose. But I could be wrong about that. Yeah, all those rem- all those ship destroying because remember the whole ships being destroyed versus them being removed issue, yeah. right? Yeah. And like all the triggers with that, and yeah, it's it's a mess, and I'd have to look back into it again. I forget. Yeah. Anyway, but I think Nash here is pretty good. I think you're you know you're gonna see him in some uh, Imperial swarms, um, for sure. Uh, at you know forty points, so he fits in pretty nicely. I mean, he's cheaper than Hal Runner or Iden Versio, so. <laughs> um, although I think you you would really want to pair him with Iden. Uh, well, he's the same price as Iden. She's also forty. Oh no, never mind. She only her ability only applies to Thai LN fighters, specifically. So, anyhow, um, yeah, I think I, I like I like Nash. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a thing. Um, um that's such such a cool name too. I mean, come on, Nash. Really, Windrider. Well, yeah, like the whole name. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk real quickly about Discipline. That's the uh, one-point upgrade that the uh, Imperials got. And um, it reads, after another friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is destroyed, if that ship is limited or has the Disciplined upgrade, you may perform a target lock or barrel roll action. So a little bit different, I think, what was it, boost or focus on the Imperial or in the Rebel version on Hopeful. Um, So, again, I think it's the same thing. It's, you know... So one point upgrade, you know, maybe throw it in some places on, and especially in swarmier type lists. Um, yeah, I think this is automatically better by virtue of the fact that target lock can be saved for later turns, right? Yes. So it's better on higher initiative ships. Yeah, I agree with that. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on to the scum here real quick. So the scum pack, uh, which was called what was it, fugitives and. Fugitives and Collaborators Squadron Pack. Um, you get the two Y wings and a new and, an, and a Hawk with the new paint jobs, and you get some new pilots. So let's see what those are. Let's start with the Y wing. Um, let's see. We got Lima Kai is the first new Y wing pilot um, at initiative five, and uh, for forty points. And it says, before you engage, if you are not in any ship's front arc, you may acquire a lock on an enemy ship in your uh, front half on your 180-degree arc up front. So that's uh, that's pretty good. I mean, it's it, it you know obviously requires not being in any ship's front arc. So you want to be in like the back of your own squad, and then somehow also not in the enemy ship's firing arc. I don't know. I feel like that may end up being a little bit complicated to pull off. <laughs> so, I don't know. What do, you, what, what do you think, guys? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's a little weird. Let me just look at the language one more time. Uh, one second. Yeah, it's just, you know... If you're not in any ship's front arc, so yeah, friendly or basically you're trying, yeah, basically you're trying to flank in any ships though, like that's so tricky. Yeah, not your friendly, not friendly ships either, right? Yeah. Um. 
That's a hard so place yeah, to be. So yeah, basically you're trying to flank with, it's a hard place to be with any ship, and this is a Y-Wing. Yeah. So like, seems tricky to me. Yeah, yeah I think that's going to be tough to pull off. Um, but, all right. We also have uh, Arlie's Hydragian um, as an in, uh, initiative four. And Arlie's ability is while you perform a front arc attack, if you are damaged, you may change one of your focus results to a crit result. While you defend, if you are damaged, you must change one of your focus results to a blank result. So, you know, offensive-minded here. Um, that downside is not as bad as you would think. No, <laughs> well, when you only have one defense die anyways, and how many and how often do Y-Wing players spend their focus uh, on defense? Exactly. Um, That's what I was going to say. Like, you're not going to keep it for defense. You got lucky, and you kept your focus for defense. Yeah. Um, and if those are the cases, then, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is a solid, solid ability. Yeah, it's great ability. And it's, yeah, it's a front arc attack, so I think it also applies to, like, any, um, you know, payload, like, um, missiles or torps, torps. So... Yeah, I was just wondering that, right? It makes it makes a pretty good torp boat because, yeah, you take... Yeah. I guess you probably just take target lock and hope you get one focus result and you have, like, soft double mods, but, like, yeah. soft double mods at I-4 on a, on, a, on a torp carrier, like, doesn't seem bad to me, you yeah. know? For, yeah. uh... For nine more points than a I one, I yeah. don't know. That's not bad. Yeah, I think I think this is a solid uh, ordnance carrier. Um, you know, and I actually played against this the other night. Somebody was testing it out, and it was, uh, you know, it was it's solid. So yeah, I think our lease is gonna it's gonna be pretty pretty neat. All right, who else we got here? Padrick. Uh, Patrick is an I-3. Uh, says, after a friendly device that you have locked detonates, each enemy ship at range 0 to 1 of that device gains a strain token. So, you can lock... You can lock one of your own, your own devices and then uh, hand out additional strain when it when it blows up. So, for, for your bombs and stuff. I mean, it's... That's cool. It's a little... I think it's a little too uh a little too tricksy it's too cute too cute it's too cute yeah. yeah it's also too expensive i think at 36 well yeah. maybe not yeah. let's see here so you're getting 36 over 31 no higher guns are i2 and they're 32 so yeah you're spending four points for an extra initiative and the ability Eh, yeah not super overpriced but it just i think too tricksy yeah yeah so uh, all right, next up we have um, the Amexine Warrior, which is a new generic at Initiative 3. Um, so, yeah, there you go. 33 points for Initiative 3 generic. Um, One more point than the Initiative 2. Yeah. That's the only real news here. Um, yeah, I mean, one point for one initiative. Yep. I'm trying to see if there's any... the hell? I mean, I-3 makes... If you were gonna run a swarm of, like, torp-carrying Y-wings for some reason, they would be able to initiative kill other swarms. But, you know, I don't know. That's my only thought. Um, there. Yeah. It also means you are literally paying three points for Patrick's ability, and I do not think that ability is worth three points. 
Uh, there is one more. Hold on a sec. There's a there's another um, different. The, uh, the loadouts are different. The loadouts are different. That's yeah. I was trying to figure out like why is this a thing? Okay. Uh, and, talent, talent. Uh, turret, turret. Torpedo, torpedo. Gunner, gunner. Astromech, astromech. Payload, payload. Elicit. And. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. I'm it's got a text. Uh, this Amexine Warrior has a text slot, which is that's interesting because I think is that not the first time we've seen a okay, text so slot outside of the. Okay, that's what it is. All right, all right, yeah. So it's yeah. got a text slot, and in lieu of that, you give up an illicit or modification slot if you had to take the hired gun. Yeah. So that that's your trade off with the one point. Is interesting. You got a text slot. One more initiative. No illicit, no modification. Yeah. This is the first time we, I think we've seen a tech slot outside of uh, Resistance or First Order, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and this is for all of these. I believe this is for all of the Y-Wings in this pack, yeah? These slots. Uh, Patrick, I think, yeah. is the same. Patrick has a tech Patrick slot. Arlize has, has a tech slot. And so does... Lima. Yeah. Yeah, so all, the, all these new yep. ones in the Janata security officer, now, which is the initial two version... Reminder also that does. the reminder that the upgrade slots are able to be changed um, during points updates and whatever. Yeah. So it can be that the other A wings may eventually earn a tech slot, but there's something very specific happening here though because they don't have a list or modification slots. So there's something in regards to a combination of those upgrades. Uh, that they decided to limit that. Yeah. So yeah. just keep that in mind because, uh, as you can think, like sometimes the developers or at least uh, during the development stage, right? Because there is beta tests and we all know that. Yeah. We all know from other X Wing players that, you know, they try shit out uh, before it gets released. And maybe some combinations do get discovered. Yeah. Um, so this seems very, very deliberate to go we want to include a text slot okay well you know what's something that can't happen uh and it seems to be somewhere along the line somebody decided uh you can't have that text slot and an illicit or a modification or all three at yeah. the same time um so keep that in the back of your mind when eventually they forget <laughs> <laughs> and they decide that all of the y wings and scum should be the same so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, but it's it's uh it is definitely interesting bringing bringing the tech tech upgrade into uh into a new faction. So um, there's not a ton of tech upgrades, but you know there needs most to be of them more. are pretty good. Yeah, there. Yeah, advanced optics. Well, is, I mean, just honestly, good. like pattern analyzer. Yeah. On a Y wing. Yeah. That seems pretty good. Yeah, with the with the red maneuver, <laughs> plenty of red maneuvers on yeah. that now. So yeah, that one's really really good. Um. So, but that's the kind of thing. Like, why? Oh, then why won't? Why couldn't I get Cavill with one? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it just and uh, that's the kind of raised questions that may yeah have that. So interesting for sure. Yeah. All right. So let's uh let's move on to the Hawks here because we got a couple of a couple of new interesting Hawks. Um, so we've still got you know obviously the old the oldies Kanan, Palob, Torkel. Um, we've added in Tapusk. 
I'm assuming is how this is pronounced. Um, at well, it's 36 got the, points. the little accent over the A. So in case you don't know that, that is pronounced like a Q. Oh. I don't I, know. I, I, just, I don't even know how you would... I, I'm how you would pronounce that, that now. I, I have... Don't use me as the foreign advisor of okay. the, the podcast. I am completely American, full-grown. So, you know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know any of this shit. I'm going with Tapusk until somebody tells me uh, different. Tapusk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he's an initiative five at 36 points. And during the end phase, before an enemy ship in your mobile arc uh, recovers one recurring charge or force charge, uh, you may spend two charges. If you do, that ship does not recover that charge or force charge. So the two, he has two charges that are recurring, so he can do this every other turn, uh, where he can basically just say, nope, you don't get your force back. Or, nope, you don't get your charge back. So, um, that's, you know, this is the first time we've seen something that can actually deal directly with force, um, as far as a control element. So, so that's a, that, that is a full arc ability. So it can, is that zero to three, or is that one it's, to three? Yeah, it's just... Uh, um, it just says in your arc, so it would be zero to three. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I mean, that's 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 pretty nice. Yep. It is limited to the mobile arc, so um, giving a moldy crow doesn't help. Doesn't expand the ability's reach any. Um, but but yeah, it's it's a big range, and uh, and again, like I said, it's it's kind of the first thing we've seen that can really directly exert any control over force tokens. It is very specific too, though. Yeah, so that's that's my only drawback is that if there is nothing on the opposite list that has recurring charges or and force, nothing. Yeah. so it's very meta dependent. You know what I mean? It like, is. Oh, yeah. you'll bring it because there's a bunch of force users, or or yeah. there is one meta card with with charge tokens. Yeah. Um. So it very very meta dependent, but other than that, it's yeah. a great ability. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, I mean, I think, you know, force is going to be pr- is is. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. I, don't, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna play a lot of games against something with a force in it. You know what I mean? Even if it's like an upgrade like Maul on like you know that just gets put on a lot of stuff in this in Scum or whatever, just to, just to add that force token. Um, I think you'll you know, it's he's gonna be useful in most games, um, right now. So. But yeah, definitely very meta dependent. Um, all right, and we got Gamut Key at thirty-four points in initiative three. Uh, at the start of the end phase, you may spend two charges to choose yourself or a ship in your mobile arc with one or more circular tokens. During the end phase, circular tokens are not removed from that ship. Uh, it's two recurring force charges. So again, this is something that can do every other turn. Um, this is cool. I, th- I think what I like about this ability is that it can actually be used as both um, offensive or defensive. Uh, you know, it can be used on to help you or to, or to hurt your enemy, either way. So, uh, and it depends, obviously, like, you know, he's, he's solid in just in by himself because he's like, okay, yeah, you, you, you keep your, forced, your uh, focus token this round or your evade token or whatever to, to his buddies or him. Um, but if you get, 
if you're up against something that is using like, you know, disarm tokens or, uh, you know, what are other circular jam tokens? Um, you know, if, if you can get jam tokens out there, like the, it can be used for that too. So I, th I think this is a pretty good all around ability. What, what, do, what do you guys think? Do jam tokens come off at the end of the turn? They do. Okay. All, all circular tokens. I, yeah. yeah, all I circular. Yeah, I know. All circular tokens clear at the end of the phase, at the end of the end phase. Um or during the end phase. So uh yeah, so jam so tokens disarm. Is a way to keep them on the board? Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, and these ships, you know, do have a red jam action. So you right. can, that, so that's you can, what I'm saying. That's a combo right there. It's, yeah. It's a built-in combo, right? So, I mean, a lot of these abilities we've talked about earlier, you know what I mean, depend on another ship or another. Now, like, you can just plug this ship in. Yeah. And its ability works just based on you having that ship on the list. Yeah. And also tractor tokens. I think that's another one you can leave out there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, if you can, you know, kind of make that stuff work. I mean, it would be pretty interesting. I mean, this would actually be pretty hilarious against like uh, against like some Nantexes. And it's like, oh no, 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 no! You don't get to clear that tractor token. So no, you, yeah, <laughs> you no, but I, I, I love this jam, and then you have to keep it kind of. Yeah. Situation. I mean, like, so, yeah, first of all, the jam token gets um, cleared if they already have a token, right? So, if you apply a jam token and they have a token already, like a focus or whatever, yeah, then they cancel each other out. They both go away. Right? Yes. Okay. So, it would have to be in a situation where you apply a jam token to a ship and they don't have anything. Mm hmm. Um, so they have to keep it. Well, hold on. Don't they have to keep it anyways? No, no. The jam because a jam token clears at the end of the round. Okay. Because um, so the, the so I mean, you can preemptively apply a jam token. So you can say here's yeah. a jam token, and now you get to keep it to the next round. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I've seen happen with jam tokens is like, especially when you're a lower initiative ship that is jamming stuff. Um, so if you run up there as like a, as a, as a three and, and jam a, a higher initiative ship, um, a lot of times they're just going to reposition as opposed to like taking uh, an actual action. Okay. So the jam basically became useless because like, well, I just repositioned and arc dodged you anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, useless, quote unquote, not useless. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But you know, know what I mean? mean? Like you, you force them into another yeah. path. Yeah. But it, but it, but that I seen that happen. That does happen. So like. Being able to say, oh, okay, so you did that, but now you're going to, like, get... Now you're going to keep it, you know, and have to deal with it no, next turn. No, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, it's uh, it's a solid ability. I, I think it's just I think it's just very versatile. Um, I think this is a good... At 34 points, I think this is a pretty good ship to, like, throw in as a filler in, in, in any scum list, really. Um, it gives you a lot of versatility, a lot of options. So... All right, let's talk uh, real quick about Cutthroat um, because of, of the, the new kind of like faction-specific upgrades. I think this one, I've seen it already getting played a lot. And I think it's, it's going to get a lot of play in general. But uh, anyhow, Cutthroat, one point, 
It says, after another friendly ship at zero to three is destroyed, if that ship is limited or has the cutthroat upgrade, you may remove one of your orange or red tokens or recover one non-recurring charge on your ship card or one of your equipped upgrade cards. Awesome. Yeah. So I was watching a game the other day where mm. um, Will, Hay- Will Haywood was running uh, Cutthroat and a bunch of Hawks with um, thermal detonators, and uh, he must have dropped like 25 bombs in that game. It was ridiculous. Like there were just thermal detonators getting, you know, dropped every turn. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, they all had Cutthroat. So, like, a guy dies, and like, they all get. <laughs> a charge back on the thermal detonators and i think the thermal detonators are like stupid and they say they're like four upgrade uh four charges it's well they're four charges and it says i don't know if this counts but it says when you reload this card you recover one additional charge yeah okay I, I don't know if that applies to this ability but i guess it does when you know what it's a reload it says reload this says just recover a non-recurring charge I don't know. No, but what is that when you reload this card? What does that mean? So, like, when you do a reload, if you were to reload your thermal detonators, you get two charges back instead of just one. Um, mm. So, I don't know if Cutthroat applies to that because it says recover. But regardless, it's still thermal detonator. Like, it was still just a, a just an absolute crap ton of bombs. They were just flying everywhere. Yeah, like regenning proton torps doesn't seem horrible. It does seem like they're trying to maybe push this idea of of ordnance and bombs. I mean, obviously that's yeah. sort of a scum thing, and bombs kind of fits with scum in general. But like, um, yeah, there's some interesting ideas there for sure. Yeah, um, a really funny one that I saw also was with Tel Travera. Um, so you know he gets destroyed, and then comes back in the game. And then another, a different friendly ship dies, and he recovers his his uh, token. Yes. And gets to come back again. Yes. Um, Wait. Whoa, nice. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, theoretically speaking, you could just keep doing that as long as it's just, like, other ships that are dying. And, like, Intel doesn't die with the charge down. Yeah. <laughs> So you could kind of keep that going for a while, I guess. But it's <laughs> um, wait, that is that's actually that's crazy. Yeah. So I was I was playing somebody and they had they had tell and so I think I um, I killed tell. So he was gonna come back, but it was like it was all I fours. So it was like Tell was an I four, my shots were I fours. It was like all a bunch of I four stuff going on. So like everything was happening in the same phase. So like I killed him first. Like I guess I was not thinking about how this ability worked with Cutthroat. So I killed Tell first, and then I shot at something else and killed it. So before Tell even left the board at I four, he recovered the charge. So like. <laughs> It was, I was like, oh man, that was stupid. I, <laughs> I needed to kill, kill them the other way around. <laughs> so he was right. Like, you just, yeah, no, you're so right. You could put, you just do this, like you could do like a really threatening tell. Like you definitely put maybe torps on tell or yeah. punishing one or something. I don't know. That's what he did. And he had just, yeah. Yeah. He had a uh, proton torps on tell. Um, 
and it was it was like it was it was kind of scary and and i didn't I, I did not think ahead of time of how that combo worked so i was just like i just like shot tell and killed him and then you know all of a sudden like i have another shot at i4 so tell's still technically on the board so, <laughs> so that i kill something else and then tell gets a charge back and i'm like god damn it, i have to kill this guy twice two more times <laughs> so yeah it was that was pretty dirty nice yeah um all right well i think that is is it for what we're going to cover this evening um do we uh any any final final thoughts on all all this new stuff that we've uh talked about this evening uh i guess we'll start with carlos okay so my first thought is do any of these new pilots or abilities make the other three factions worse um or four, sorry, four factions worse. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Make them worse? Yeah, I, I, so like uh, we, we talked about, for example, the RZ-1, right? Uh, mm -hmm. The upgrade that kind of tried to bring them up to speed the RZ-2. So maybe they're not as good, right? So yeah. obviously the RZ-2 still have value. Um, do you guys see any anything else... Um, that got released in these, you know, first three factions, which, the, the, I mean, let's just say it, they're, they're pretty fat, right, already. Like, yeah. They, they have plenty of upgrades, they have plenty of uh, versatility, they don't really need a ton of help. Um, does, uh, I think specifically the resistance of First Order, because they're still kind of lagging behind a little bit. Um, you know, do, do you feel like that, um new ships and abilities may draw some of those players uh, that like flying resistance and first order to pull them towards rebel and imperial i mean i think there'll be some of that and i think there usually is because i mean I, I i think first order and imperial imperial and imperial players you know they they kind of are a little bit one and the same and go back and forth between those two factions i know that's what i do basically those are the two i play for the most part um and I think it's a little similar with resistance and rebel players. I think they tend to kind of float sure. between those factions a little bit. So, um, yep. I, yeah, I think you'll see some of that. I think you'll see people who, you know, would have been five A RZ two players coming over and trying five A RZ ones and seeing how that works. And um, I think you'll have some some people who flown first order who are going to come you know back to imperial the, to try out vader and and gideon and and some of the new you know maybe nash windrider stuff like that so um yeah i think you'll see some of that to some degree but you know that that'll flip-flop around over time and, and you'll you know event they'll come out with some more uh first order and uh and resistance stuff you know soon enough i would imagine but but yeah Dom, you got anything, uh, any, any final thoughts on the new stuff here? Nope, just excited. Like all the classic old faction, cool ships, all our old favorites. Yep. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, I got to try Gideon. Um, I really liked him. I, I thought he was, especially in that squad that I put him in, I thought he worked really well in that format. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm going to test out some Vader. I want to see what I can, what I can make fit with that, uh, chunky defender defender and uh you know see if i can make anything work with that um i think the points are a little tough but there's some options so so yeah i think that's about it joe 
You got anything you want to close out on here? Man, I'm just glad to be back behind the microphone, guys. Yeah. I really have missed uh, spending some quality time with some good people and then yeah. recording it and putting it on the internet. <laughs> you know, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, yes. for sure. I, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be recording again. Um, I think, obviously, uh, some of the situation worldwide it may have drawn a little bit to the reason why we stopped recording you know what i mean um but at the same time um i think you know outlook is positive yeah um i'm hoping um i'm hoping that uh we get back to some real live events uh here pretty soon and i i really want to make sure um we carry that momentum that we did uh back in worlds uh you know i <laughs> i think that you know florida man um just doing the podcast and meeting people, um, you know, worldwide. I just, you know, meeting some of the guys from Iceland and, and just from all over the country and, and, and over the world um, that listened. Um, it's just, it's great. You know what I mean? It brings that yeah. community uh, feeling together. Uh, so I, I definitely want to bring that drive back uh, in general. You know, not just uh, for us specifically here in Florida, uh, but beyond. Um, want to make sure that we can uh, c- kind of bring that collective back uh, and just go full force back into it like uh, we didn't miss a beat. So uh, just uh, looking forward to that, uh, hopefully, uh, yeah. if we can make it happen. Definitely. Dom, any, uh, any little shout outs you want to or final thoughts there? Yeah, no, no final thoughts. Um, I'm looking forward to the day when we can, again, yeah, like Carlos yeah. said, play excellent in person. It'll be fun. Me too, and hopefully that day will not be too far away. So, um, all right, well, it's been great to talk to you guys again. I'm hopeful, hopefully we can keep doing this on a, on a weekly basis. Are we going to do the thing, Steve? We're going to do the thing, Steve? We're going to do the thing. You, you do it. You do the thing. Oh... Uh... Everybody at home, I don't care if you're driving, but dials down, bottoms bottoms up. up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up.